After Alderaan. I'm Caroline Guthrie. I'm Meg Fariello. And we are here to talk about The Lost Ones. The last in this like mini trilogy. Yeah, I am now doubting <laughs> the fact that we've picked this as a trilogy the whole time. It's, I mean, that's a it's the publishers as one. That's not how I read them as a kid. I read them individually. And so I'm wondering if this was like a years, couple years later. So all three of these came out in one year. Okay. Like a few months apart so from each other. So they must have just been written. They feel like they must have been written all at the same time. And then the next three were also all published. They put, they, yeah. they knocked these out three a year. I mean, they're fairly short. For 14 books. Yeah. yeah. So, but this, now that I've read it, it feels like it's very much just sort of like the warm-up round. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're dipping our toes in the water. Now that we're to the yeah. end of the third book, now the story is ready to... Ready to start. Yeah. Almost. So it was hopefully. it was interesting. So I guess the arc is going to continue into the next. Yes. Three, which makes sense. So Not much was resolved and a lot was opened up. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of things. So I guess first things first, uh, mm-hmm. the events of the book. Yes. So it starts with Jason and Jaina, and Hinalcaw and Loie yeah. all headed back to Coruscant for a month. For like a vacation? <laughs> yeah, they're taking a, a vacation from Jedi school. Yeah. And going to stay at the palace. Imperial Palace. And they didn't rename it. It's still, no, it's Imperial, still Imperial Palace. palace. <laughs> That's how they refer to it. Yeah, for a month off from school. So they get there, and one of the things they're most excited about, aside from seeing their parents and Anakin, who we definitely need to talk about Anakin, um, is to go hang out with their homeless friend, (laughs) Zek. Yeah. Zach, yeah. Like, I want his name to be Zeke, but there's nothing nothing to make the the E long, so I think he has to be Zek. Yeah. Yeah, so they go, um, like, the second day... Or no, it was maybe the first day. Their were. first full day, like they get there, they not. sleep, and they wake up, and they're like, "It's time to go yeah. dumpster diving with Zach." <laughs> so they go find him, or they've like set up a place yeah, to they, meet. Um, they're sort of just like wandering the depths of Coruscant's underworld, <laughs> which is extensive. Like Coruscant has a real infrastructure problem. Yeah, like like the the first couple layers seem to be inhabited, and then like the further you go down, it's just like warehouses and right. like, old so, apartment buildings. Yeah, so it's like abandoned. a it's like a city. It's like a planet that's nothing but skyscrapers. It's yes. all city, like miles high. Right, miles of skyscrapers and. So they go, like, down, and the further down you go, the more sort of, like, dangerous it is. Yeah. And Zach's like, I got a money-making scheme for, well, me, but yeah, you guys yeah. are along for the ride. And it's, uh, he, he has found a nest with hawk bat Hawk eggs. bat eggs. <laughs> um, which he's, like, it's a scheme, but, like, they sort of pull it off as like a kindly scheme where they're gonna right. like take the eggs and, and sell them to like a zoological right so it's like they're poaching but in a good way right uh. um, and so they poach an egg and then they run into this gang the, the gang are the lost the ones the titular gang the lost ones who are really kind of red herring they don't right they're actually do that not much. yeah and there's just like a gang of like children right because the oldest one is the same age as Zach, as them which and I think Zach is 16 yeah Jason and Jaina are 14, 14. still and yeah. Anakin's probably about 12 yeah yeah he's not that much younger than them yeah um 
so they run into this gang. They manage to sort of like nothing much happens. No, there. They, they exchange words. Yeah, and they invite Zach over for dinner the next day. The next day, which happens to be when they're having like a diplomatic yeah. banquet for this like ambassador from a planet that no one seems to really know how they work. Yeah, all that well. So it's a very high stakes event. Leia's super nervous. Yeah, and Jason and Jane are. Just like, come on, bye. Come over. It's just dinner. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, it's no whatever. big deal. Um, the next day, Jaina and Jason and Anakin go with their parents to what I initially thought was Hoth itself, <laughs> but it's not. It's like a ski resort sort of area. Right. Like the the, the ice cap of, oh, yeah, of course, Coruscant huh? is like Aspen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they have a little like family vacation. Which is delightful. And yeah. then they have the diplomatic banquet which shocker is just like awkward for zach yeah it's not nothing disastrous happens he doesn't make a you know he's he's just a homeless child who was thrown into a very formal like high manners kind of dinner and he feels just awful about himself afterwards yeah and we'll talk a little bit more right (laughs) so he's headed home all dejected when our old friend from the shadow academy tamith kai comes out of the shadows scans him with the can you use the force scanner that you can pick up at radio shack (laughs) some technology's been developed and they're like oh wow you can use the hell out of the force yeah and they kidnap him to take him to the shadow Academy. academy yeah and they sort of uh play it off as like your friends you know they never told you you were force sensitive they always wanted to sort of like keep you down and right they never even they never even considered that you might right. be special right. because you're poor right right <laughs> um and sort of he falls for that real quick pretty hard um and simultaneously or forget the order of events but um there's a, an incident with admiral akbar <laughs> basically the shadow academy has sort of like positioned itself like, right next to Coruscant. Yeah, they're super close by, and so ships are bumping into their invisible yeah, space station really and blowing up. Yeah, sad scene. <laughs> a couple dies yeah, in flames. Yeah, horribly explodes, which is super unnecessary, because no one else cares. No one cares except the reader. No, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting little... There's a couple of... We can talk more about this, but a couple of scenes where, like, the children who we've sort of come as to be our, like, narrators and guides are not actually in any of the scenes that right. we're seeing. Um, so yeah, so so the Shadow Academy is sort of hidden above Coruscant. And they're just picking off street kids. Yeah, and the lost ones. In, in right, so Zek uh, gets on board with this um, Shadow Academy thing, and simultaneously Jason and Jaina are looking for him. Yeah, Jaina is distraught. <laughs> Jaina loves Zek. Maybe yeah, we should yeah, just get yeah, that yeah, out of the yeah. way. Like, she, It's not stated in the narration, right, but, but it is transparently clear, yeah. clear that she has a massive crush on him. Yeah. And they run up against the fact that no one cares that the yeah. Shadow Academy people are basically right, and yeah. no one cares that the, there's a missing street right, kid. Right, right. Um, Leia doesn't take it seriously. No. Yeah, nobody really... Nobody cares. Takes it seriously. And eventually, they, as they're continuing to look for him, they do run into him yeah. and he's like no thank you yeah i'm good yeah i'm actually like i'm i'm feeling it here yeah, yeah. so he recruits the lost ones gang yeah. to serve the shadow academy mm-hmm. and at the end you get this little inkling that he still he's not and this is something i have a lot of thoughts about he's yeah. not like full evil 
flip, right, flip the switch sim- yeah. sim- instantly. He still cares about the guy who was taking care of him. Yeah. Uh, and he still wants to... He still feels fondly towards Jason and Jaina, even though he's just like, I'm right. not gonna... Right. I'm not gonna stay in the system that you're sort of okay with. And then at the end... He goes off the Shadow Academy, and the Jedi kids go back to Luke's Academy. Yeah. And Luke's like, you did fine. Yeah. Like, there's hope. <laughs> yeah. And that's really it. So yeah. we're very much now set up for a confrontation between yeah. Luke's Academy and the, and the Shadow, Shadow Academy. Academy. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to talk about first? I don't know. Maybe talk about Zek as it's sort of like new. Yeah. So Zek is very central here. I guess diving into Zek, yeah. something that really jumped out at me, and I'm going to now talk about something that I know nothing about, so feel, right. you might need you to pull me back from the brink here, but I feel like this is a major difference between like Star Wars and Star Trek. I okay. feel like the armies of homeless children would not fly in like yes. the main area of Star Trek, because I feel like the whole thing with Star Trek is that they've solved most of these. Yes. Like sort of social right. and they're just sort of problems. trying to fix the fringes that right. Have. Whereas this is like Coruscant, the capital city, yes, where the New Republic, which I guess is sort of like the Federation of Star Trek, yeah. is based. And I just feel like in Star Trek, someone would be like, "There are armies of homeless children right. roaming the streets. Yeah. They are squatters. Like we're going to take care of this. Like right. this would not fly." Yeah. And in this book, they're just like. Meh. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's something interesting about, like, and and maybe this is not the time to talk about this, but the way that, like, even Leia sort of brushes off, like, Zek's disappearance and, like, the fact that her two children are friends with this kid and doesn't seem all that concerned with his well-being. Yeah, I feel like this is exactly the time to talk about this because yeah. you cannot, you can't, tease apart Zek from his social class. Right. I think it's interesting that we were early on talking so much about, like, why is it only royalty at the Jedi Academy? Why is this just these incredibly privileged people? Where are other people who can use the Force? And it turns out this is something our authors thought about as well, which I'm really sort of gratified by. I felt like a lot came together here. It did. And it seems like the... It seems like there's really no social safety net in the New Republic. Yeah, yeah. And, like, either... And there seems to be no... At least as far as we've been, like, introduced to, no middle... No middle class. Right. Like, no space between, like, being, like, homeless in the sort of, like, depths of all of Coruscant to, like, living in the Imperial Palace. Yeah, no, it's very Dickensian. Yes. Where you have these, like, incredibly wealthy people who... I mean, they may have good hearts and they love their families, but they don't really see it as their responsibility to take care of anybody else. And then you have homeless children who are being recruited and exploited, but the guy who's doing it is in some ways, like, you understand why they would come to love him. Right, right. Brachus gets to fill a very sort of Fagin role here. Yes, yeah. Which is just wild to me. So they say that Zek's backstory is essentially that he is from a planet called Inith. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> or Inth. Inth. Yeah. I don't think there's an either. I think it's yeah. Inth. So he's from Inth, and they had some sort of natural disaster there where he was yeah. displaced and perhaps orphaned because yes. he doesn't seem to have any family. And he 
stowed away to get away from Inth and sort of hopped from ship to ship until he ended up on Coruscant. Yeah. Homeless. And I mean, they straight up call him a street urchin. Yeah. Like he. I'm not being hyperbolic. (laughs) This child is homeless. Right, right. He is a squatter. And they say that Jason and Jaina have known him for five years, which would mean that they met when the twins were nine and he was like 11. Yeah, so he's a little kid. A homeless child. Yeah. And he does have uh, old Peckham, I guess. Peckham, yeah. Peckham kind of takes care of him, but Peckham is also homeless. Yeah, he's also squatting. And squatting. And he's not... He hasn't, like, assumed guardianship of Zack. They're sort of, like, roommates. Yeah. He's he's concerned when he's missing, but it's not, you know, I, the relationship, it doesn't seem all that much father-son, much more, like, just right, they're caretaker. Kind of bros. Yeah. I mean, like, can Zack read? I, yeah. <laughs> very unclear. Yeah, and, and what I found interesting about this book that I think we didn't quite get in the first to, we got it with Tanel Ka and with Loie, but not so much with Jason. Is like you sort of hear through um, narration, like Jaina and Jason thinking about like, oh, the times we've had with Zach in the past. Like it sort of fills out like what have they been doing right <laughs> on Coruscant? Um, you know, there's references to like adventures that had happened years past. Yeah, that they this idea of going and sort of looking through junk yes, and all is for with Zach is an ongoing thing. But Jaina and Jason are just completely blind to the fact that this is like an enjoyable lark for, for them. them. Right. And this and is life. Yeah, yeah. For Zach, this is the difference between eating and being hungry. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a little <laughs> it unnerving. Looks, it looks real bad. on the, It really is. It looks bad. Yeah. It really is sort of, and to go back to the Dickensian kind of thing, this idea of, the wealthy going on guided tours through the slums, right, but right, not right. doing anything, anything yeah. to do it, to improve it. So, God, what else about... And it's just crazy to me that Han and Leia, <laughs> they've met this kid before. Yeah. This kid comes over to their house. Han calls him, says that he's scruffy looking, which yeah. is just another one of those, yeah, like, like, remember those movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moments. It, I really, I yeah, could not get over their indifference yeah. to the just abject poverty of this child they've known since he was quite young. Well, yeah, like, I understand yeah. that he's of age now, but he was, he would have been 11. Right, like a pretty little The kid. first time this, like, dirty, hungry child came, yeah. and they were like, okay, well, you can play and then go home. Right, right. Do you have one of those? <laughs> we're not even going to ask. We don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and I think there are, like, tiny pieces in the book that sort of try to hint at the fact that, like, Zach's, like, independent, and he doesn't, like, he has this sort of idea of himself as, like, self-sufficient and doesn't need anybody, but it doesn't come through strongly enough that, like, you know, you don't get the sense that Leia and Han were like, oh, like, please stay, like, we have a room for you, like, anytime you want to, you know, spend the night. No, they say that he was, like, resistant to going into foster care and orphanage, but that's very Very different. different, Right, than, like, your friend's family saying, you know, if you need to stay here, like, that's totally fine. Like, you do not get the sense that... They ever Especially tried. his, like, awkwardness in, in visiting right. the palace that, that he does not feel comfortable. And it seems like they have not made any, any effort. effort to It seems like Leia in particular <laughs> wishes her kids would just get over being friends with him. Yeah, and maybe that's a good, like, transition to talk about <laughs> Leia in this book. <laughs> the, the impression that I got of Leia as both sort of 
like what we've been talking about her sort of like indifference but also she seems so distracted and so like stressed and sort of over like the Leia that we got in this book is just like exhausted yeah it's, by the life that she leads and has like no time no time for, for anyone anything. and she also does not seem to take any joy in the life that she leads yes. she doesn't think like it's not very rewarding to her and I think maybe this is a different this is a huge difference from where the movies went where Leia is yes. still like commanding in a military position still right. in combat still fighting which works so much better for her this Leia I feel like is the most alien to her yeah, portrayal in the movies yeah. as anyone else like the Luke feels like Luke yeah the Lando's 100% Lando yeah. Han is still pretty much Han even yeah. though he's a little bit fish out of water but Leia's kind of a stranger yeah it's um, it, it did feel like i was like who is this person yeah <laughs> what does she want yeah i mean because the site leia as being hung up on protocol focused on class interested in you know yeah. the way people are looking it just doesn't feel like leia at all yeah and even the scene that stuck out to me the most was after they have this like very important banquet she um, decides to sort of leave this meeting early and go spend time with her children. And the impression is, is that this is so rare. Right, this has never happened. Right, that she it is, would... Yeah, that these kids are, like, it's blowing their minds. Right, that that she would take time away from her job, right, to, to spend, like, one-on-one time with her children. Um and, and they, like, want her to tell them a bedtime story, even yeah. though they're, like, they're 14 and 12, but it's just, like, they've missed so much connection with her, it seems like, yeah. that they just it was want really this sad. very pure thing. And, yeah, it was it was super sad, and the, it seems like one of the only other times she has one-on-one time is when Jane is hanging around waiting to hear back from Zach, and yeah. when Leia shows up, Jaina, like, wants to open up to her right, but she's her like it. oh she's way too stressed she's way too exhausted and so they just like eat quietly together yeah like, they don't talk at all yeah it's very interesting the, and the relationship between the kids like they seem to have such a more like playful fun father children relationship with Han than yeah with and maybe it's just because we've seen but I like also another this is maybe a side tangent that we don't want to go down <laughs> but what is Han's job oh like chauffeur <laughs> because it seems like he's just shuttling people from planet to planet including his children right he and like i understand the sort of um there's you know certain protocol with this ambassador that comes to visit this they're from a planet that highly respects sort of children and, and, and family and family and so he instead of spending time with his kids and leia like goes and reads the children of this ambassador a bedtime story right which i'm like is that like it's super interesting just like Han's position in all of this like not just that scene but like anytime we see Han as sort of like I'm not sure what he does yeah I don't think he has an official function at this point yeah you know I don't think I think at this point they're done trying to like find a job for Han (laughs) or anything like that I feel like he's the crown (laughs) he's exactly the crown he's absolutely the prince Philip he has ceremonial duties and other than that he's just got to fill the day however he can Uh, because he's just like and he doesn't have the weight on the world on his shoulders at no, all. No, he seems perfectly happy with the life that he's leading. Yeah, he's coming in. Seems pretty jolly most of yeah, the time. Yeah, he's in a good mood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leia 
I mean, I mean, maybe, and he's just, and maybe this is what they were getting at, and I just didn't pick up on it. Like he's the support for light. Like, and right? That's, that's his, his his job is to right. To just your balance. job, your job yes. is her. As right, they right. Say as in the crown. crown. <laughs> your job is to be there for her. Right. But yeah, and I also, I mean, even more Leia. The Leia being so sort of insensitive to Tenelka's preferences also seem yes. very not like Leia. So we know that obviously Han and Leia would know that Tenelka is a princess, but they would presumably also know that she doesn't want to be identified as such, that right. she identifies with her Dathomir heritage. Right. Even just looking at her. She wears yeah. Dathomir on her sleeve, yeah. very literally. Right. Uh, and Leia still sort of sets her up in this very sort of like hapian, yeah, like, super opulent kind of room space. Yeah, and the impression that I got with that and with other sort of instances throughout the book is that like Leia just like is not thinking, like... She's just, and I, you know, I, I want to say that it's not that she doesn't care. It's just that she's literally has so much on her mind that she's just like, oh, she's a happy princess, like this room. Like that it's just, it's not even, like she just doesn't give that I could, much thought. I could see it being that. I was also willing to think that maybe she did it, she wasn't thinking about Tenelka so much as she was thinking about like Tenelka's grandmother. Yeah. I mean like, you know, next time this woman comes by, if right. she like happens, if she wants to see the room where we put up Tenelka and it's like right. a more like Spartan space, that's going like, to be a problem. You know, God forbid it gets back to her that right. they put Tenelka into like a very sparse room. Right. So like maybe. Right. Yeah, so maybe. like I'm willing to give it yeah, that. Yeah. But, I, but it, it was. The Leia is that we found in this book is just like a distracted woman. Who, right. Who's very focused on her job, which, and her job is bananas because she seems to be both the head of state and the head of the city council and, yeah, and the they mayor. And a bunch of, like they call her chief of state at one point. Someone calls her president. Right. Like there's like a ton of different terms that they use. Yeah. Because like on the one hand, she's negotiating with the ambassadors and trying to bring more systems into the Republic. But on yeah. the other hand, she also seems to be in charge of like, the day-to-day running of Coruscant. Yes. So it's like she's both the president of the galaxy and the mayor of the right. capital city. Yeah. And which we, is way too much. It's too much. And we do not see a single, other than 3PO, maybe, <laughs> there's nobody helping her. Right. There are no administrators. There's no advisors. Yeah, even at this banquet. Like, right. And no I guess secretaries of whatever. Maybe it's implied there are, other, it is implied that there are other people there, I guess. But like, you don't, there are no names. Like, there's nobody who is like, her an assistant or you know someone helping her work through all of No, that. she's <laughs> just completely flying solo, which is crazy. Yeah. And I feel like that excuses her up to an extent, but to her, an extent. her total indifference to the fact that like a bunch of homeless children have been going missing in her city. Right. That is, is real troubling. Real where they're like, our friend is missing, and Leia's like, eh, I don't care. You know what? There's five missing teenagers right now. We can't right. do anything about this. I'm like Yes, you can. You can. (laughs) You literally can. Also, she has some other thing where someone's been saying, like, we really need to map where the wreckage that circles this planet is. And she's like, we don't have the budget for that. And then Jaina and Loey are like, well, we could just do it as, like, a project. If two teenagers can do it. Right. Then you can hire someone. Yeah. And, I mean, it it does seem to be work-intensive, but it's work-intensive for two teenagers. Right, right. In an afternoon. Right. Like, if they can do it in a couple of days, you could have hired someone to take care of this by now. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, my impression and my memory tells me that we are going to get more of this 
the sort of function, and maybe not necessarily in the Young Jedi Knights, but certainly like somewhere in the expanded universe, they definitely break down. Right. Coruscant. And I mean, she, and, but when Jason and Tenokago missing, right. she immediately sort of shifts into gear. And like, that's the moment when she's recognizable Leia, as Leia, yeah. when she says, let's take action, let's do something, as right. opposed to being like completely hamstrung by her office. And yeah. Leia hamstrung by her office is super depressing to yeah. me. I was, having a, I was yeah. having a real struggle. I know. And it, it's depressing to her, too. Like, I, you do not get the sense that she's like happy in her work like no she, this is very much something that she was like roped into and doesn't yeah. seem to see a way out of that yeah. she's just like and luke is pursuing his passion han is <laughs> doing his thing doing his thing and leia is holding the entire galaxy in yeah, her hands you're right like, which i guess like maybe that uh dynamic did translate into yes. the movies yeah I mean, Luke's not happy in the movies, right. but he is yeah. just doing what he wants. Right. And Han is still being Han. Right. And, and Leia is the one trying to... Yeah. Although she seems to handle it... Way better. Way better. Even though things are going way worse. Well, yeah. at least in the movies, she's got Poe. Yeah, that's true. She and she has Admiral Haldo. Like, she yeah, has she's, people surrounded. She has a, a like-minded and helpful yeah. support team. Because even the scenes we get with Akbar, like, the very brief... Uh, scenes with him like you don't get the sense that they're necessarily like in contact with each other no or you know talking on a regular basis about what's going on no like she doesn't have a a buddy to help her no she just has like, 3PO r- run the and it, like it blows my mind <laughs> that they even still have 3PO yeah. like Leia and Han both hated 3PO yeah it's bananas that he's still even there, much less so important. Yeah. I mean, he's still around in the movies, too, but yeah. he's like not her right-hand man. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, all she's she got has. is 3PO. That's real sad. <laughs> you could literally go buy a better friend yeah. in this world. I also, the just to tie back to what we were talking about last week, um, Jason presents Leia with the Corsica Gem, yeah, like a gift, which is very sweet. Like, a, although he does it in this so offhand way, yeah, where he's like, like "Hey, here. I have a Corsica gem." He literally says, "Do you want, want it? it?" Yeah, um, and she says something like, "I have enough." Yeah, I have enough treasures. Treasures. I want you to keep it. So, like, does Leia just collect? <laughs> She's got a buttload of treasures somewhere. Just like, maybe people just keep giving her stuff. I guess like maybe. Like, it's diplomatic I don't know, it was like things. an offhand thing that I was like... We know Han's not giving her expensive stuff. Yeah. Since Lando's been keeping track yeah. of that. <laughs> or at least not as expensive as, as like, a course of like a gem. gem. But it's just... It's like... It's like Jason is wandering around with a winning lottery ticket in his pocket. Right. And his, he's like, well, I'll give it to mom. And then she doesn't want it. And then it's forgotten completely. It's like, yes. why don't you use it? Right. Why don't to you cash that children. in yeah, yeah. and start a foundation for yeah. the numerous homeless children yeah, yeah. on this planet? Yeah. Because uh, he, and it's just like, it. there's one moment where Zach sort of gives voice to the fact that he feels like aggrieved that his friends have this like opulent luxury right. and he is literally scrambling to get by eating right. food that has no taste right uh and just trying to survive and jason and jana are, are essentially respond to saying oh we didn't know you didn't love being poor right. do you want money like we could give you money right but they frame it in such a way that it's obviously not acceptable to him right be like well i don't want your charity but you could have done you could have done so much more and maybe the door is closed at this point but i kept thinking about the fact that in uh 
in The Godfather. Mm -hmm. I don't think they cover it in the movie, but in the book, the way that Tom Hagen joined the Corleone family is that he was friends with Sonny and that as a child, Sonny brought him home and was like, this is my friend. He's homeless and he's hungry. Give him spaghetti. And then the Corleones were like, well, if you're a homeless child, obviously we're going to take care of you. And they just like adopted him from there. So... Literally, like the normal thing that would happen. So, literally, Don Corleone is—he's also leading a high-pressure organization, but has more time to be compassionate towards children. Right, Princess Leia. Yeah, I mean, it seems, or even you know, not even necessarily like come live in our house, but like we will figure out. Yeah, we're gonna take care of this. Right, like stay here until we figure out like a place where you will be safe and you have food and you don't have to scavenge to survive. Right. You don't have to take your life into your own hands every day. Yeah. (sighs) All right. It's it's frustrating. I'm really frustrated. (laughs) Okay, we got to find other things to talk about. Yeah, it's just (laughs) go on and on. Bitching about the lack of social services, even though it is just staggering reading it as an adult. Yeah. And as like, yeah, and I guess, because this is... Uh, so far, the book that I like remember the clearest. Right, I definitely read. like read and reread this one. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty shocking. So, oh, this was a very small moment, but I really liked the interactions we got from between Chewie and Loie from Loie's perspective, where, like, Loie got to Coruscant and seeing the Solo family reunited was making him feel homesick for his own family, and he was missing, like, the trees of Kashyyyk, and he wanted to be up high, and Chewie, like, puts his arm around him and starts telling him about, like, the room that he got set up for him, that there's hammocks and amazing windows, and it's not as good as being with your family, but it's still going to be nice. It was so, so sweet. It was also just super interesting, the idea of Chewie, like, holding forth in a conversation because we're so used to having him filtered through Han or be translated, so he's just reacted to or he's just being translated in these snippets as right it's not a conversation as opposed to really getting into it and having loquacious moments between them which is like so sweet sweet. yeah i loved that um we i don't think we've talked all that much about jason and his terrible sense of humor but i feel like (laughs) it got abusive in this book it got real bad and like the first thing I wrote in my notes is that Jason might be the worst. And, like, <laughs> I think I would stand by that. I I just, like, Jaina has such a better and more well-rounded characterization than Jason does. Right. Three books in. And, like, I'm trying to think of what I know about Jason and his sort of, like, inner mind. And it's, like, he loves animals. He does. But, but he again, wants to kidnap them. In that, in that poaching kind of right, way. Like steal babies kind right. of way. And he's, like... Not funny and is like proud. He's Fozzie Bear. He's basically Fozzie Bear, and it's like has, but much less lovable, right? And like as Han's son, like you think this would have been driven out of him. <laughs> Han would have taken care of this because Han, like the Han I know, would not stand like one or two terrible dad jokes. You nope. know, in the right moment. Fine. Fine. But, like, this is ridiculous. This is <laughs> nonstop bombardment of friends and loved ones. Yeah. With just 
horrible joke. No, Han is legitimately funny. Yes, very funny. I feel like this is a family where you really would sort of like cultivate sass. Yeah, and like Leia has her moments of being incredibly humorous. Yeah, not maybe in this book. No, but but she has like wit and incisiveness. Yeah, and is sharp and you know, I feel in some ways I I don't have that much in common with them, but that that resonates with me as like in my family, like we're very like jokey, but not in a not in a pun way, in a sarcastic way. And if you just like constantly came out with these like terrible puns in your youth, you would have been met with enough like silence and eye rolls that you would stop. stop. Yeah. And I mean, and it seems like, and, and, and to sort of go back to what you mentioned earlier that like Jaina is clearly in love with Zach, we sort of get inklings in this book, I think more so than the first two that Jason has a huge crush on Tanaka. And like his, and it is that sort of like pulling pigtails, like, you know, pushing little girls in the playground, that sort of like constant, like, yeah, telling just, like, like terrible needling at her and like telling her like terrible jokes, right? And to like try to get a reaction out of her. Yeah, it's very off-putting. And I really, I was as I was reading, I was wondering, I was like, does Tenoka know that Jason has a crush on her? I feel like she kind of does, and I think she's doing that high school girl thing where you yeah. don't know how to deal with it, and right. so you pretend not to notice it. Right, right, because but, it's the easiest thing. And that because like there's one point where do. Jason says something is like a piece of cake, yeah. and Tenoka says, "No, I'm not hungry," and Jason says, "She doesn't even know." Yeah. That I was joking. She doesn't even know that was funny. She definitely knows. knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely knows, and she is screwing with you because you are the most irritating person yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. world. Yeah, he is bananas annoying. And like <laughs> And <laughs> even his crush on Tanoka, because you do get like Jaina's affection for Zek is very much about their shared interests and her yeah. admiration for his self-sufficiency and all of those kind of things. And Jason is only ever thinking about Tenokawa's body. Yeah. Like, like, he wants to put his arm around her. Yeah. At one point, and she's, like, like, so muscular and beautiful. And yeah. so it's, yeah. it's rough. They, although they do have a really moment that I enjoyed where they sort of echo... Luke and Leia swinging yeah, across singing. the chasm, yeah, but in this like one, Tinnel calls the one with the rope, and yeah, she's like yeah. holding Jason right, and just, her like, swings, arm, him and swings him across. And he like doesn't even know what happened. He's no, like, what? And then he starts talking about how he's been saving her. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. When yeah. did you ever do anything <laughs> useful in your life, yeah. much less today? <laughs> I mean, it was really in this book that I was like, like. I don't really remember the transition of Jason eventually going to the dark side, which he does. But, like, right. in this book, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, <laughs> he's so annoying. He's the worst. He's definitely evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, fine. He is super irritating. Yeah. And maybe we should talk now about Anakin. I think we should definitely talk about Anakin. So Anakin is the youngest of Han Solo and Princess Leia's yeah, he's children. He's like two, a couple years yeah, younger. Yeah, like maybe two years younger. And he has blue eyes and dark hair. Bright blue eyes. Icy blue yeah, eyes. Blue eyes. Yeah. And Tomoka thinks he is real creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, if you've creeped out Tomoka. Yeah. Uh, so, but you don't, I don't feel like you get that much of his personality. No. Here. He's very, like, placid. Yeah, and sort of, like, tagging along with his older siblings. Right, and you can tell that he wants to be with them, but he doesn't have that kid brother thing going on. He's yeah. not super eager. He's no, not anything like yeah. that. He's very sort of quiet and watchful yeah. and thoughtful. And observer kind of takes orders really readily. Yeah. You know, people tell Anakin what to do and he just without much of a reaction does it. Yeah. My memories of Anakin, like as a character, because he does become a much bigger part of this book series and and subsequent books, that 
I remember like ending up liking Anakin a whole lot more than I like Jason. <laughs> it's hard to see, I think, in this book because you don't really get, and I don't remember why. Like, I can't tell you why, but, like, I have fonder feelings towards Anakin Solo. Well, just not being actively obnoxious. I mean, maybe that's it. I, yeah, maybe that's it. But, like, I think because as a kid I sort of identified and, like, like loved to now cause the character, I was always, like, well, then Jason is like the crush, right? Like, of you the books, right? Jason. Right, and like you know, I I think I got over that even like uh, through reading those books when I was younger, and so like I'm interested. I'll be interested to see the trajectory of both Jason and Anakin. I also I may be remembering this wrong, but I do think like Jason's love of animals, like that sort of stuff, sort of disappears it has from his to. character. I think in a way that like Jaina's sort of always who she is and right. is like very much established um, as a sort of like strong character in a way that the boy is Jason the is sort of like I mean he's in, he's not he's so much more an archetype than a person at this point you know yes. I could like point to other figures from children literature and be like this is who you know right. he's Hart from Captain Planet right, or right, he's right. you know these various other he just likes animals and he laughs at dumb things right yeah he's sort of like a jokester but not funny like, not at all he's a class clown but no one's laughing. No but one's he amused. is not dissuaded by the fact that no one's laughing. And I feel like no. that's a problem. Like, if he yeah. could tell that Jaina... If someone's enjoyed the jokes, right? Right. He, but he's Fozzie without Kermit. Right. right. <laughs> like, no support. No one's in on this. And he's just torturing the people in his life. Yeah. And, like, a lot of them... Not to harp on this, but, like, a lot of them aren't even, like, jokes. Like, they're no. not jokes. They're just him saying words. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's so frustrated with him. But yeah, it really, really kicks it up a notch. Um... In this. But, but, yeah, and the stealing the babies of this hawk bat thing right. was real that unsettling. Was, I was I was really troubled by it. I kept thinking that something was going to go wrong, and yeah, of course it, it didn't. didn't. But, yeah, so they go, this is when they're first, like, hanging out with Zek, and they go down to the depths of Coruscant, and Zek has found this uh, hawk bat's nest, which I assume a hawk bat is, like, a bat. But apparently huge. Right, like a really big bat. And it's like this nest and it has like three or four eggs in it. Um, and they're worth a lot they're of They're worth a lot of money off world because uh, I guess hawk bats are very hard. They're not rare, but they're very hard to catch. So like people have not been able to study them. And so Zek's plan is to like steal all these eggs and sell them to sort of museums around right. the galaxy. Um, and the mother hawk bat ends up coming and sort of attacking them and through his special force talent, <laughs> which is like a really weird term, Jason um, sort of discusses with the hawk bat mother and makes a deal with her that like, we'll, we'll only take one of your babies. Yeah. And, and he'll be taken real good care of. Right. <laughs> We're gonna, in a great place. And so then they keep just like handing this egg off to people and Jason's always saying, but it has to go to a really good place because I promised, I promised its mother. Its mother yeah. Shut I don't know. <laughs> like you stole a baby from its mom. Like I'm yeah. sorry. No. <laughs> uh, I. Well, oh, but I do want to take a moment before talking about people who are doing things wrong. Yeah. Jason. I also and Leia. I also want to take a moment to give credit to people who are doing things, things right. right. Yeah. And that is really the Shadow Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After the event, after the event, I give the Shadow Academy a lot of credit. A lot of the time, bad guys tend to just sort of like lock into one way of doing right, and things and do that over yeah. and over and don't learn. You expect them to be coming back after Luke's students, but no, the Shadow Academy after the end yeah. of the last book apparently sat down and they're like, "We're here to workshop yeah. what happened here. Right. We're going to have meetings. Right. We're we going to review the footage and we are going to find out what went wrong. Yeah. And it's going to be different because 
they are killing it. Yeah, they book. really like yeah took. They learned a lot of lessons. Yeah, so and, they said you know we tried going after these rich kids. Like right. that's way too risky. People come after them. Let's kidnap poor kids. No one goes looking yeah. for poor kids. Even our supposed heroes. Right. <laughs> and they tap into this sort of discourse saying. There, you don't need a royal pedigree to right. be an important person, right? Which is bananas that that it needed to be said, right? Right. But they say, and I mean, he everything. I was, I mean, I know he's evil, but I was just nodding along with everything Brack yeah. said about <laughs> how yeah. Jason and Jaina were taking Zach for granted, how they were they really were. selfish, how they always saw him as just like a diversion for them and not really yeah. a person who mattered on his own, not I mean, someone to be taken seriously. The reason it works is because it's true. Sure, it's totally like, correct. It's 100% true that they were treating Zek like crap. Like, yeah. Um, and so, you know, and Zek is like initially pretty reticent because he, they had told him the story of them right. being kidnapped and he knows of the Shadow Academy at this point. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take too long for him to be like, you're right. Yeah, you know. I mean, Brackus says to him something along the lines of, "Why does it matter to you if it's yeah. the uh, if it's the Rebel Alliance, right. if it's the New Republic, or if it's the Second Imperium? Your life wouldn't be any different. Like right. your life's not any better because right. those people are in charge, and your life will be better with us. Right. That's incredibly compelling. Right. Yeah. For this. And I feel like. I was I was really I mean I was enjoying it as I was reading it and reflecting on it this morning. I was just actually super super impressed with the sort of deafness with which we see Zek yeah. being seduced to the dark side because yeah. that's something that's so rarely shown. shown right? Usually so it's talked about. It's yeah. shown, but usually someone just flips an evil switch and it's right. not very believable. Right. Like if you set this against the uh, the the third prequel movie right. where Anakin falls right. to the dark side. Right. It's very fast. It's very clunky <laughs> and it's very fast. And this book really made me wish that we had seen Anakin fall, the original Anakin, Anakin right. Skywalker, yeah. fall to the dark side over like months and years right. versus over a weekend. weekend yeah. Because it's super sympathetic here. Yeah. The way right. that Zach goes. And, and he's not even full. Like I think, like we were saying at the beginning, that he's not even fully... There, like you're still watching the transition, at right? The end of this book, like, right? At this point, no. At this point, if Brackus or Tamith Kai was like, "And now kill your friends," right? He, he wouldn't, wouldn't do, do it. it. Yeah, but you could totally see how when he resurfaces after just like a couple more years of like little step after little step, yeah, that he could be he could right, be gone. But I, you know, I wasn't rooting for him to go back to his no, terrible yeah. life. I want better for yeah, him. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's. It's 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 a super compelling, you know, end. I think, and not to this trilogy because again, I'm not sure this is a trilogy, but like <laughs> end to this sort of section of Young Jedi Knights where, you know, I think Jason and Jana do sort of have to face not only the sort of like dark side threat, but like their own failings as right friends. They, they that, were like, they were bad friends. That they were yeah. essentially just like spoiled rich kids. Yeah, they've had everything right. handed to just, them. They were completely blind to the fact that other people struggle. Right. And, it, I mean, they're kids, so it's actually, I don't want to lay it all on their doorstep, but right. I lay it all on the Solo family yes, doorstep, yes. right? Like, everything that's gone <laughs> wrong here is, yeah. even if we're not going to blame Jason and Jana because they're only 14, the Solo Skywalker family, yeah. like, it's their fault, yeah, right? It's not 
it's Luke's fault for only looking at royal kids. What the hell's up with that? Yeah, you can buy one the, of these Jedi scanners at Radio Shack yeah. and he's not <laughs> checking around. <laughs> and at the end he's like, well, it's really hard to find that if yeah, people you, are sensitive to yeah. the world. I'm like, not for you. Yeah. Like, you're Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Like, it shouldn't be. Right. You are a Jedi scanner. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he, he points out, like, well, you know, I know you spent a lot of time with Zek and you didn't know you were sensitive to the Force. You know, Darth Vader was around your mother a lot and he didn't know that she was sensitive to the Force. Yeah, like, that's really different. He wasn't looking, looking for, for her. people yeah. at that point. And I'm sure if he, like, concentrated, he would have noticed. Like, right. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's no. You should like excuses. No, Luke, <laughs> Luke should be able to be like uh, Professor X and Cerebro, and just yes. like know where, where the Force you know, people are. And maybe are. it's not like that easy, but it's easy enough that like if he was in the present, and maybe Luke never met Zach, and maybe that's something that should have been said. But like if he was in the presence of Zach, and like he's force that force sensitive, he would know. Right, you would have to. And, but even if you didn't know, even if you just know intellectually right. that force power is randomly distributed across the population, although there does seem to be a genetic component to yeah. it, but like you're no more likely to be force sensitive if you're rich than if you're poor. Why is there not some outreach? Right. You know, your sister is literally running the galaxy. Why doesn't she just have, you know, a de- it doesn't have to be like a huge undertaking. It could just be like, hey, if you go down to the DMV, they have a force scanner. Right. And if you think you might be force sensitive right. or if you want to like have your kids yeah. tested for force sensitive, like we'll run the scan and give you a diagnostic, yeah. you know, and then you can know if it's worth your time to apply to the Jedi Academy right. or something. And do something. Yeah. And this, I feel like we shouldn't go down this road again, <laughs> but it's also like, it brings up the question of like, like what is the Jedi Academy? Really, like, are people paying to go to the Jedi Academy? Right, is it even worth your time? Right, like, what is this place? Like, what kind of education? Are, seems like not that much. No, I mean, if Zach had, instead of them going to him, if he had, if they had been like, come visit us at the Jedi Academy, right. get a ride with old Peckham when he does a right. delivery and come visit us. If Zach had come and Luke had been like, wow, you're strong with the Force because, goddammit, he should be able to do that, then would it even be worth it to Zach to be trained in it? Would it make his life better? Or would they be like, okay, well, we'll show you how to levitate those hawk bat eggs and then dump your ass right back in the gutter? Right, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is there, like, a work placement program (laughs) that, like, like, after you're done? Because Jedi Academy definitely seems to be trade school. Like, Jason and Jenner are 14 and they're done with their their formal education. Yeah. They're just going to be Jedi Knights. Which maybe it seems a lot like a, uh, a more like go get them version of being debutantes. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like they're actually going right, to contribute right, to society yeah. in any meaningful way. I'm really hoping when we do the Jedi Academy trilogy that it clears up maybe like at least the sort of beginnings and like goals of what the Jedi Academy was supposed to be. I mean, I remember the Jedi Academy trilogy really well because that was the one that I had on audio cassette. Uh-huh. So I really, I listened to that thing beginning and the end probably dozens of times yeah. like and I do not remember these questions <laughs> having answers and granted I wasn't asking them at the time right but it doesn't it seems like Luke's Luke never thought further than we just need to find people we just need yeah. to find people who can use the force and teach them how to use the force right but it wasn't like we need to teach them how to use the force so they can right because there accomplish isn't, anything there we're falling I'm falling into a hole but like there isn't like a, <laughs> there isn't a Jedi Knight Pro, like there isn't on Coruscant in the way that there was. There's in not the like a, there's not like a Jedi order, right? That, yeah, it seems like you just get trained to be a Jedi, and which then I you, guess is what the new Jedi Order books end up. That seems possible. Being about <laughs> maybe I don't know. I like 
the thing is, and I think this is clear by the way that we're approaching this podcast as well, is that, like, I did not read these books in any sort of order. Right. And we're not doing this in any no, sort of order. No, and that's so, part, of the, right. the, part of the exercise is to... <laughs> like, puzzle. Try to map this out. This is a very complicated world. It's a complicated world, but they were, you know, and, and it's... I was reading the... Um, the acknowledgments in your copy of this book and like they do thank the sort of Lucasfilm because I know that like they have people who were like there only to make sure that like the world was consistent right as best as they could right no I remember it being a really big deal when Chewie was killed in the books that like they had to get permission from somebody for that right there was so there is a there you know whether or not it's great continuity like there is a sense of continuity you know with at least the story right and the the characters get picked up in different ways and I didn't it realize this until today but like like Tinelka comes from Courtship of Princess Leia and Courtship of Princess Leia is huge in Shadow Academy yes but these authors did not write Courtship of Princess Leia that was somebody completely different different. yeah so so the fact that they're picking up threads from each other's right right it's like yeah there's there was I know like people's jobs to make sure that those threads are consistent and you know I think character maybe not so much but at least in terms of like events and no I definitely and, feel like at some point we should try to interview somebody who yeah. wrote <laughs> these, books. these books that'd be amazing I think that seems that's like an achievable dream <laughs> like and like the background get of somebody like, on the phone and be what like, it was like what is this like to create because this seems incredibly intricate yeah um what else is there to Can cover? I, so I want to cover the dinner, but before we do that, <laughs> I have a note that says there's a lot of not murdering. And this is like, <laughs> and I know this is a children's book, so like it makes sense that like people aren't getting killed left and right, although the Moon Dash people, we need to talk about that. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of like, there's two scenes in this book, and there are more in the others, and I can't remember them off the top of my head, where like, there's one scene where they, they attack Admiral Akbar's ship, and Coral is there. And he's like just stuff them all in these games. Yeah, and one of the stormtroopers is like, well, it would just be easier to, like, shoot them. And he's like, no. <laughs> Pick them up. Put them in an escape pod. Let's waste 20 minutes doing this. And then, when the Shadow Academy run into Tanelka and Jason, or Jason, I will get it, at the end of the book, um, they, they just them. stun them. And it's like, like, I understand, like, in terms of the book, but, like, can't we make it at least a little bit more complicated so right. that, like, it's, like, no, they can't it, kill them? Yes, very much. I like, love the the joke in the the Family Guy uh, take <laughs> on A New Hope, which I think is called, um, I don't know what it's called, uh, but the Family Guy, when they did Star Wars and they yeah. show the 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 Empire people who are like, oh, there's no life forms, hold your fire. And the guy's yeah. like, what are we, paying by the laser? <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like. very much like they're paying by the laser and they yeah. just don't have the budget like to kill not murdering. Like, we just, like, whatever excuse we can make to not. not. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, like sloppy no, storytelling where it's, like, you just aren't putting them in a position where, like, I just feel like I mean I feel like Ad, I feel like Admiral Akbar lives because he's Admiral Akbar. I feel right. like there's just there's very much of like a main character shield right, do not around certain characters, characters as opposed to the Moondash people. That is horrifying. So there's like a very brief scene where we meet and I I did not write down their names and I Me can't either. There's this couple and they're like super sweet and like yeah they love each other. They They've got like other. an ongoing flirtation. Yeah, and like joking about like getting married and they're they're really cute and they're. Um, flying above Coruscant um, and they 
blow up. They blow up. They bump into the Shadow Academy, which is, like, shielded. Right. And, and it triggers. A, their ship just explodes. Yeah. And they have, like, a moment. They have, like, those last three seconds where they know yeah, they're like, about to die and there's right. nothing they can do. They and they basically they, just say, like, I love, love you. Love you. And it's a horrifying <laughs> blow up. And it is, it is horrific. <laughs> and I do not know. And I think that's, again, and I said this last week, sort of one of those moments where you can tell that these books are being imagined as continuations of movies rather right. than just as books right because it adds nothing right it's just like a, a horrifying visual to the book it's just a horrifying vignette and then in the next scene you get and it actually it just makes leia look worse because leia's yeah. like oh some ship blew up you know and right. now this is a big pain in my ass right, 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 right. kind right. of attitude yeah. about it and it's like oh. we just saw these people die but it was sort of like in um last jedi when we saw rose's sister like right. sacrifice right except there's herself. no like emotional connection but there's no emotional connection yeah. to any surviving character it's just it was heartbreaking. It was really sad. <laughs> I thought they were going to be okay, but they were not no, okay. No, they not okay. It yeah, was it was awful. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we don't have much time left, yeah. so we should definitely talk about the, the dinner. Because that's the scene that I vividly remember I as remember a kid. it, too. And I think that there... I mean, there are certainly... Some of my, like, old complaints hold true as far as this book goes. You know, they managed to throw in somebody saying, stay on target, and somebody in Han saying, don't get cocky yeah, in one conversation early yeah, on. So, like, bananas. those kind of things do happen. But these moments where they break out and are more creative yeah. are... They work incredibly well. Yeah. And I feel like this dinner works super well because you can see it both, like, as a kid reading it, I did think it was just unbearably humiliating for Zach. Yeah. And as an adult reading it, I totally see that it's, like, not that big a deal. Right. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, so there's this... Um, ambassador from this planet that I did not write down the name of. I didn't either, but I did notice, so the ambassador is 100% cousin it from the Adams yes, family, yes. right? Yes, They're just like a, a hairy <laughs> species, like an extremely hairy species, and like they don't know that much about them, and no. they're, they're like sort of on the outskirts, and they're trying to bring them into the New Republic, Republic. Um, and the ambassador has brought like... Her eight kids. Uh, yeah, a bunch of her, her children... Um, and Leia has set up this dinner, and Leia's like, Leia knows enough to know that the ambassador is like, th- that this culture is very, um, like, focused on their children and kids, so she invites her own kids, her own kids into the and, and Loey, and then and Zach, Zach gets invited, invited too, because Jaina loves him so yeah. much. I love when Jaina, and Jaina continues to be my favorite. Yeah. I loved her the most, yeah. and I totally see the Tindalkal appeal, but yeah. my whole heart is with Jaina. And that, like, please can you come, Mom? I'll let you braid my hair. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, she's I'll do such a child, yeah, and she's such really a teenager, cute. and I love her. Um, uh, so, yeah, so they're all at this dinner, um, and they exchange... Gifts, gifts and that we find out that the hawkback egg, egg is actually a gift for right and of course the zoos on this planet are amazing yeah, yeah. they're just the best, best the zoos, animals don't yeah. even know they're in cages they're just in like pure yeah. euphoria and Jocelyn, it's like in a fantastic beast and where to find yes, them yeah, like yeah, it's just yeah. like the perfect, perfect. habitat yeah. to be super yeah. happy and Jason does make sure that the ambassador knows that he promised the hawkback's oh, mother. mother. Because Jay, because you have the moral high ground, you damn poacher. Yeah, yeah. Jason's <laughs> the worst. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they're sitting down to dinner, and Zach accidentally eats the, the decoration. Yeah, the, like floral decorations. He thinks it's a salad, and then everyone's just sort of like, "Don't worry about it." Yeah, I mean, and they try it's to cover. Edible, they like, try to cover for him. Like Leia eats it too, and she kicks Han to make him eat it, which yeah, I actually did yeah, kind of enjoy. Cute. Uh, and then moment. there's like a big moment where three um, PO is about to serve the ambassador. The ambassador and Tanelka, who's who's 
been trained in sort of etiquette and right. because and, of her Hapian background. And this planet is quite close to Hapes. Yes, yes. Um, knows that it's actually like ceremonial that the youngest child of the host serves the oldest member of right, like they, the other family. Because they love children, like being served by a child. Right, is, is highly important. So she like does a quick, like runs over to Anakin Solo and is like, Get your ass in his in ear. There. Like, go serve this this lady. Yeah. Um, and serve the kids first. Yeah, and Anakin seems super game. Like, yeah. does not even ask a single question. <laughs> exactly. Anakin, is, Anakin doesn't say, like, why? Or you're not my mom. Yeah, or, or like, doesn't what are you talking about? Joke. Yeah. Kendall Cause just, like, get up and serve them dinner. Yeah, and Anakin he does. immediately does it. Yeah. Like, great. And, um, he's very easily led. But yeah. I think Anakin, I get why Tanoka thinks he's creepy, but I think he's quite sweet. Yeah, I, I like I said, I, I end up loving Anakin and I can't remember why, but um, we'll have to explore that. But yeah, Tanoka works like super fast. Leia is like yeah, like, like not head even swerving, Leia, like not what's even Leia and three PO like happening. <laughs> they did no research on this dinner. Yeah. Like, I get that this dinner is awkward for Zach, but this dinner is awkward for everyone. everyone this yeah. is just an incredibly awkward yeah, dinner. Yeah, it's by the skin of their teeth that this ended up being like right. Fine, and also Zach has three PO negging on his clothes right through the door. Everyone's negging on his clothes. It's unacceptable. Like he walks in the room and Jason just starts laughing at him. Yeah, no, it was very like, much it's like horrible. It was very much like Ron Weasley's dress robes <laughs> yeah, in Harry Potter, but like meaner. Wait, because <laughs> at least in Harry Potter, Harry's like, well, yours are, they're probably traditional. Like, yeah. it's like, hey. Right, like, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry yeah. about it. And here they're just like, ha ha. Because, like, even Jaina, like, is stifling, like, laughter. laughter. No, it's completely humiliating for him. And, like, yeah. they're, ta- yeah, being negative about his hair and his clothes and just being like, every moment is just a reminder to him that he's poor and doesn't fit in. Right. To this moment, this, this um, place. Yeah. So he feels very I thought of the dark side too yeah yeah after that dinner (laughs) I would eat I'd be like absolutely I am joining the shadow academy I will happily help you take these people down they should not be running anything right it is you know again completely accidental a huge success and the ambassador is super appreciative that they like recognize their customs and right so Tenelka basically pulls this dinner off and Jason because he's so like up his own butt He's just like doesn't even really notice that it's weird that she knows how this stuff works. Right. He's just like, how did you know that? And she's and just like, eh. she's like, I don't know, I just did. Yeah. And he's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that covers it. I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week, but like the them not knowing that she's a royal princess is still baffling to me because like her. Th- like, did she just go to everyone and be like, hey, like, just don't tell. Don't tell Jason and Because, like, Leia and Han are friends and, like, know her parents. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, I don't know, I just can't imagine that Jason and Jaina hadn't, like, run in to their family at some point. It's also or... just, I mean, it's really, Tinoka's lucky this ambassador didn't recognize her. Right, right. She's got to be, and I'm also, this is maybe an ongoing question that can't be answered. I'm unclear on how recognizable various people are like yes so we know that han and leia are famous obviously and people know what they look like right i mean we've gotten the impression but luke is also should be famous but he can successfully go places and right. just be like my name's mook yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me you don't know who i am yeah. and it works perfectly yeah yeah i that's an interesting question. That, so, like, how how famous and how recognizable is I anyone? I don't think there's, like, Us Weekly in the Star Wars no. universe. Like, I don't... I would love it if there was. <laughs> like, I don't think they pass around images 
it does like, I think even Lei and Han, like, they would be maybe recognizable in, like, the sort of, like, New Republic planets. I think if you went to the outskirts, I'm not sure. I think they could maybe... Right. I'm not saying that's, like, understandable, but, like, in the Star Wars universe, like, it does seem like people don't have pictures and... It's, like, I feel like this is another way we're running into where, like, the Star Wars universe is very, like is kind of sci-fi, but also really old-fashioned. It's very fantasy, I think, in a lot yeah, of Yeah, I think it's much and... more fantasy than sci-fi with these, like, yeah, the, you can have, like, a pr- princesses and all this stuff who are in disguise, and right. no one's like, you're you're Kate Middleton, what are you doing Right, here? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I, I, I think mean, they're if, famous, like, they know their names, right. but I'm not sure that, like, if you went on a, a random planet as Han or Leia, that right, they would that necessarily be, know that... Yeah, you're not, like, Mick Jagger in New York or anything like right. that. Which you should be, right? Yeah, um, you but would think. Yeah, no, it would. You, you would. It, it's again, it's sort of like the crown when the <laughs> the queen mother's in Scotland. Yeah, and the guy keeps being like, "I feel like I know who you are," and she's like, "Nah." Right. Even that level of recognizability right, doesn't right. seem to be Same present here. I mean, this is maybe a bigger question for another time, but like even the sort of references to like entertainment, there was like a couple references to like game systems, game systems, and like hollow. Like, television, <laughs> they don't call it television, but, like, entertainment right. and stuff. Even that seems, like, so vague and, like, what is... Yeah, like, what is the culture? Right. Like I'm not sure that there is one. live music on Tatooine. Live music on Tatooine. <laughs> um, but Sabbath games. Yeah. Pod racing. <laughs> like, this I, is before pod racing. Yeah. Because the prequel movies haven't come out yet. So we right, right, right. But, like, that's but, like, the kind right. of... Thing that that is, but it's all very like local. Yes, it's. I don't know that there's like a galactic culture. Like, yeah, it seems to be like before the days of mass media. Yeah, that would actually be helpful to lay in forming the new republic if there was a shared culture, right? Yes, like how do right, you, right. How do you make a nation share a shared sure. identity, right? Right. That like there we all in. need the same like voice coming to us. We don't. These people don't have a Walter Cronkite. Right, they don't yeah. have must see TV. They need something. They don't feel like they're all part of the same. Yeah, they need friends. World. They, yeah. need, they need the TV show yeah. and they need to be friends. And they need to be friends. <laughs> weird that whenever they were coming into Coruscant, they were like, can we shoot giant this spaceship destroying laser beams back of trash? To last conversation of, like, not allowed to have lightsabers, but, like, you want to shoot guns? <laughs> like, so I had a moment where I was like, this is horrific, and then I had another moment where I was like, maybe this is just sort of the equivalent of shooting at tin cans with a BB gun. I mean, I think that's what we're supposed to think, but, like... Except they're firing cannons. They're firing cannons out of, like, a giant ship. There's other ships. This is, like... I don't know. It seemed like... So yeah, I was. <laughs> I, was I had questions about this choice. Yeah, but not. Mu- I guess not mu- too much to say other um, than that it was a bad choice. There was a callback to the Little Lost Bantha Cub, which is a story that gets mentioned multiple times in the Star Wars universe, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> they have tauntauns on the polarized cup of Coruscant that somebody went to Hoth and brought back. Yeah. Well, their treatment of animals in this <laughs> is really unsettling. But, like, who would want to ride a tauntaun? Nobody. Tauntauns don't the want to be ridden. The whole thing about tauntauns like, is that they're the worst. Right. And, I, I mean, I have to think that this is just, like, someone who was in the rebellion who was like, I can make a buck off of this. Right. Selling the tauntaun experience. But, like. <laughs> no. Why not just go skiing? Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, they seem to be having a great time. Sans Tauntaun. Like. Yeah, like, why are you bringing the Tauntauns into yeah. this? Um, 
I I feel like that pretty much. Yeah, I think we got everything. I feel like we covered it. Um, and I will. I have to say, even though like it may not be totally clear because we're being hard on Leia, <laughs> yeah. but I do think these books are getting better and better. Yeah, and oh, like for the sure. fact that I have complaints with the characters doesn't mean I have complaints necessarily with the writing. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's definitely just... just that these characters are making yeah baffling bad choices, but also ones that do make sense. In right, world. like it makes sense that Jason and Jaina are this like spoiled and oblivious and that Jason is the worst worst. yeah and it does seem like even just these three very short little novels like we are starting to get an arc of these characters and them changing yeah definitely um, Um, so we decided that from here though we are going to step away from the young Jedi Knights for a moment take a breather because this (laughs) is supposed to be like a general expanded universe podcast yeah if we go straight through all 14 of these everyone's going to hate us it's going to be a little much so we're going to step away we'll we'll be back to them very soon but we're going to take a little a little palate cleanser in the form of the courtship of Princess Leia so excited about (laughs) which unlike these books the courtship of Princess Leia seems to be like actively in print Still. Yeah, so you I can, think that's one that's you can get the Court of Princess Leia for your Kindle. You yeah. can get it on Audible. You can get the actual book very easily. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, still around. It's still around, and we're gonna do this as a two-parter. I, I don't probably, remember yeah. it too well, but we have to decide here now. <laughs> <laughs> At this moment, do we want to do it like we do? We eat, we read the whole book, and then come back and talk about it for a long time, or we half the book and talk about that, and then half the book and talk about that. My, what I was thinking is that we read the book. And just like marathon podcasts and break it break into it down. two. I think that that's the way to go because I think there's going to be too many questions. Yeah, I think if we first of all, if I just read half of it, I'm not going to not going to finish. Yeah. Or I'm not going to be able to not finish. Like, right? No, it's going to be too hard to, to split. Go. So I think I think just a long, you know, this may be a, an episode that gets split into two. Yeah. So we two, may two have. Parts. So we'll probably have a two parter on the courtship of Princess Leia, yeah. but it's clearly an important, which has been like. Courtship of Princess Leia is an interesting case because on the one hand, it's sort of one that gets like joked about because it is ridiculous. Well, right? the title it itself. A very over-the-top <laughs> book. The title, the cover. Yeah. Princess Older is on the cover. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not the cover I had, though. I had a different one. The one I had had like Leia in Battle of Endor kind of garb. Uh, like with that, or not Battle of Endor, or the Speed Racer. Right. Like with the helmet and it was sort of, and there was a Rancor on the cover. And I know what cover you're talking right, about. Right, where she's wearing like, like a, a prom dress. dress or a wedding yeah, dress, yeah, yeah. and Princess Older. So there's is two there. different. Two yeah, different I definitely know the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Leia's, I'll have to like, find a picture looking, of it. Looking done up, yeah. Because yeah, I remember feeling, you know, that I wanted the one where she was more like princessy. Princessy. <laughs> and I am child. really interested to see what they're doing with. And I mean, this is uh, I think David Wolverton. Yes, I, that might be. He might have written a handful. Like, Kevin J. Anderson has written a lot a, of these. A ton. So, um, I'm yeah. not sure how many of those Dave Wolverton... There's some names that, like, are, in terms of the writing of these books, that are extremely recognizable. I'm not sure that Dave Wolverton wrote all that many of them. Um, it's... I don't... I can't remember exactly, but I do know that, like, because of the title, like, Courage of the Slayer was definitely one of the first like full novels from the extended universe that I read. Yeah, I think it was one that I checked out from the library. Yeah. And very early on. Like I think it it's totally possible that that was the first one for me that I saw that cover and right. I was like, oh my God, this is a thing. Right. Like right. Like, like there are more of these to we do need this. to go in. Um and it was one that I listened to. I have a very vivid memory of doing do you remember 3D puzzles? No. There was like a, a point <laughs> this is a huge tangent. And like the early, late nineties when 
Um, like 3D puzzles were a thing. And I had a 3D puzzle of Cinderella's Castle from Disney World. And doing the 3D puzzle and listening on like my old stereo system, like mid 90s stereo system, the audiobook for Courtship of Princess Leia. So I also listened to that one on audiobook. Good. We'll know how to pronounce some things. Maybe. <laughs> remember. All right. Well, so that, I guess that wraps us up for, yeah. for this week, this arc. Yeah, the Jedi Shadow. So we're done with Jedi Shadow. And we'll, we'll be back soon. But yes. first, we're going to go back in time. Take a little break. Uh, and, and find out sort of how this all came to be. Yeah. See some foundational work yeah, here. So we'll be back with the Courtship so. of the Late. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, at, we're after, after underscore yeah, Alderaan. Alderaan. Uh, like us on Facebook, oh, yeah. Adolescence After Alderaan. Check us out on Instagram, yeah, Adolescence After Alderaan. Yeah. <laughs> or if you have something you really need to say, you can send us an email, yeah. Adolescence After Alderaan at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye.